Welcome to a new world of entertainment. The ultimate entertainment platform. Featuring from Winkler Pictures and Mike Up Gaming, Mike Winkler. From Condiment Games, Jeremy Larson. Jason Kabasa. The Forsaken Avenger, Mark Houston. And making his return to the podcast, Alistair Engelhart. Created by friends. Listen to our podcast and watch live discussions on Facebook and YouTube. Gaming streaming featuring Mike Up Gaming and Forsaken Avenger. And written movie, short film, and television reviews. Subscribe to our podcast and visit our site for more info. Welcome to LCA Entertainment. On this episode of our podcast. I'm Morris Pearson. A survivor. I'm clouded by conscience, remorse, or delusions of morality. An LCA Entertainment Retrospective Series. Satan, your kingdom must come down. Satan, your kingdom must come down. I heard the voice We revisit the franchise. That took the world by storm. We're gonna pray until they tear your kingdom down. Pray until they tear your kingdom down. I heard the voice of the Welcome in, fellow alien lovers, to LCA Entertainment. Back to the retrospective series. Um, the tail end of the Alien franchise that um, is kind of a toss-up for a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're you're transitioning from what was the incredible dumpster fire of Alien Resurrection and going the opposite direction, going the prequel route. 
as it, I feel like <laughs> I feel like the 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 2000s through the 2010s, both of those decades had a lot of prequel um, movies come out, and Alien is definitely one of the top tier when it came mm-hmm. to the prequel stories. Um, like holy moly! <laughs> yeah, you know. I, I remember when I saw the first trailer for Prometheus, I, I was really excited because I thought, oh, great, we're going to get the origin story to the Alien franchise. Mm-hmm. We're going to see how the Xenomorphs came to be, maybe start to see their civilization, whatever. And then I remember seeing it, and I remember being about 70% through the movie in the theater, and I'm like, this is not what I expected. Mm-hmm. And I almost thought, what the hell am I watching? This is not an Alien film. Mm-hmm. And we see that xenomorph, what, in the last half hour of the movie that just kind of feels like it's thrown in because, oh, it is an alien movie after all, so we got to right. put one in there. Right. I think it just dives more into the um, the workers versus the company agenda. Mm-hmm. And wow, does it just ever play off so perfectly for David. <laughs> I love the character of David, though. I will tell you, if there's one thing I could take away from these two movies, Prometheus and Covenant, it's the character of David. Right. And, um, yep. Oh, and I. Oh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Michael Fassbender. My, yeah. The performance is just mind blowing. He's so good. Like, I feel like I have to watch those two movies again just for his performance alone. <laughs> Well, I remember th- this came out around the time I believe X Men First Class did as well when he when he took over for Ian McKellen's Magneto, right? And right. I remember him being fantastic in that, and I'm just thinking, wow, this guy's a future star. And really, he did become a future star. And I'm actually kind of disappointed that he actually didn't go out and do more because mm-hmm. after the X Men films and Assassin's Creed, which another disappointing video game film that could have been so much better, but he made that movie pretty good for the most part, just for his mm-hmm. performance, but he's kind of one of those actors where I wish he would have done some more mainstream work because he just makes everything he's in that much better. Right. He enhances whatever project he's working on. Right. And it, it, this, these movies reminded me a lot of the very first alien movie. Um, Same kind of themes, same kind of feel. Except for the fact that uh, there was a very big difference between the David Android versus, um, oh my gosh, Ash from the first one. Ash was more fleshed out. He had a lot more personality where David was just like, he wasn't monotone. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to figure out the right word that I'm looking for for it. But he, he played a very very precise character. And well, I knew always... from the get-go, I knew from the get-go there was something going to be wrong with him. I, I just, I don't know. Oh, no. Well, yeah. Th- th- this, like I said, it plays into the company versus the the working agenda. Like, the these right. people had absolutely no idea what they were getting themselves into, especially with the fact that David was on board and David is just, you know, conducting his little experiments throughout the entire movie. Yeah, yeah, and then when it goes into Covenant, especially, it's just like his his character just goes so far down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but you know, the one question I've always had about this movie is, I mean, it's my question mainly for you, is that when we got into all the mythology of of the engineers mm-hmm. and 
what was your what was your opinion on knowing that the xenomorphs really weren't like a an alien species that was just out there that just kind of got created that it actually ended up becoming a creation of somebody else right uh, like i think you you'd have to have a very sophisticated mind coming to bring forth the alien uh in in general like we've seen what kind of chaos that this creature brings even in uh, just a single versus a a, a horde of these things mm-hmm. rampaging across the countryside it ha- it this the creation had to have been methodical it had to have been well thought out mm-hmm. and david had his time he had a lot of time to just yeah. go all right what can I place here? He was he was going to be extremely precise, and to think that it was not the engineers, but it was a combination of engineer technology and David's know how that forced this incredibly dark and twisted um, creature. Yeah, um, that scene in Covenant where he takes down the one uh, one of the crew down to that basement where all of the uh, face hugger eggs are. Mm. Oh, I, that, that sent chills down my spine that I had not felt since aliens. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I, I just thought this guy's following David. I'm like, he's up to something. He's up to something. Don't be following this guy. And then I see the eggs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why are you proceeding further in after seeing all these eggs? What are you doing? Does right. this seem normal to you? Mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah, I, I just, uh, I feel as though, because Ridley Scott came back, who did the original Alien, came back mm-hmm. and did these two. Yep. I felt as though he he wanted to do another Alien film, but he, he didn't want to make it all about Alien. I don't know mm-hmm. if he felt as though he had to reinvent the franchise to make it feel fresh. And that's why Prometheus felt so different from the rest of the franchise. Mm-hmm. As a whole, I mean, I uh, I had thought of something that I wanted to bring up to the two of you uh, when you got on, but Prometheus and Covenant completely screw up the timeline of Alien, and when it uh, intersects with the Predator franchise, really, I got I, I got to hear this. So this this movie or the the first Prometheus or Prometheus take place in like twenty eighty nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're looking at even go back further to Alien versus Predator when it's in modern times, and you find out that the aliens and Predator have been longtime enemies ever since the pyramids were built. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So these two movies completely cut out and decanonize the Alien versus Predator films as it's almost it's it's fan fiction, basically. Yeah. Well, I always thought that I, I never really treated AVP as part of that universe. I always kind of considered it like its own multiverse kind of thing. It's going on over right. here while this is going right. on over here. Because like you said, that pyramid storyline, I was scratching my head like, yeah, Prometheus kind of negates that being a possibility, <laughs> you know, because, you know, he's creating these aliens pretty far beyond present day. So there's no right. way these xenomorphs could exist. Um. But yeah, no, you're right. It 
it pretty much wipes that out just with that little flashback sequence in AVP alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, with that, it's just, it's like, okay, so how many, we're dealing with the alien multiverse. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, but, um, no, I, I'm, um, one thing that puzzled me about Prometheus is how, I guess this goes to Covenant too. At the end of Covenant, <clears throat> Yep. The ship, the ship that uh, David's on, where he still has the eggs and and the two lead actors that are left, yeah, he puts them in the tubes. That's not supposed to be the ship that was crashed at the beginning of Alien One, is it? No. Okay, it's not. It's actually so. the 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 big one that's that they took off with in the first movie. Hmm. So. Do they say how long between Covenant and Alien is the is the gap? Like, what's the time gap there? Uh, what year does Alien take place? Uh, twenty one twenty two. So that's only thirty years after Prometheus. Not even thirty years. Wow. Huh. See, that's where I'm left scratching my head about that Alien TV series we talked about they're going to do, how it takes place mostly on Earth. Where is that going to fall into the whole scheme of things with this timeline? Uh, you got me on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whatever they're thinking, I think... They're doing two separate things. They're they're trying to reinvent the franchise. Mm-hmm. But they're not really caring about continuity. Yeah, they've kind of wiped that out by now. This is this, yeah, it doesn't really matter at this point, uh, what happens because I mean, um, 18 year gap between Covenant and the first alien, I I don't see, yeah, I don't see any possibility of going back in time and making that a a good thing because now that you would, if you were to make another one back in like modern day or even close to modern day. Mm-hmm. You're still ending up with continuity errors with the aliens being made in 2104 or whatever. Yeah. Doesn't match up. Nope. Unless someone made it beforehand, which also just like, how do you, how do two people come up to the same conclusion in creating the character or creating the creature? It just doesn't match up. It doesn't. No. Uh, they're they're going to do it for, for funsies. And uh, I don't know how, if it's going to take place on earth, there's, there's so many problems with that. Done. <laughs> yeah, there's so many issues with that. I don't know if it's going to deal with the politics of the Whalen Industries or whatever, but if that's the case, it's not really an alien series at that point. It's about politics it and Whalen. That's not that's not what we're looking for. A corporate you know? drama that's just called yeah. Whalen. Yeah, that's what they should do. They should just call it Whalen or Whalen Industries and just call it a day. Don't call it alien. <laughs> and they did just recently announce that they are doing another alien film and Ridley Scott's going to produce it. But yeah. supposedly what I'm hearing, it's not going to be tied into what's been done before. I don't mind that at all. I, I, I wouldn't mind them branching off to a different storyline. One that doesn't involve Ripley. One that doesn't involve yeah. uh, the Wayland yutani company. Like it always, it always stems back to those two mm-hmm. things that are constants. Wayland's always mind. lingering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I always felt like there was some sort of weird scientific perversion that the the that Wayland Utani had for this creature, like it had mm-hmm. a science you know hard on for it. Yeah, uh, I was just like, you've seen 
this happen in three separate instances of how many people are dying and you still think that you can control it after all this time. Yeah. I I don't get it. It's like after it happened twice, it's like, why would you go back a third and a fourth time to say, hey, we still want this. We still want to we still want to break this down, experiment on it. No, right. No, there's so much there's so much wrong with that. Oh, this could save the 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 you know the the agriculture industry oh yeah i'm sure acid blood is really going to enhance your corn yeah <laughs> and my my question is okay what proof do you have that it's actually going to do that if you've never actually gotten an alien physically then how do you know what it's really going to do mm-hmm. right uh, it's it's all it's all jumbled it doesn't match yeah. up it just no. doesn't match up no Another thing that confused the heck out of me, I, I it might have been explained in the movie, I just completely forgot. But David's head gets ripped off of his body at the end of Prometheus by the engineer. That's right. And then he comes back in the second one, or is is, is the same guy, right? Yeah, I think at the end, I think um, what was the what was the lead girl's name in Prometheus? Um, Elizabeth. Oh. Elizabeth Shaw. Elizabeth Shaw. When she gets on that other ship, he all of a sudden is there. And I don't remember if there's an explanation or not as to how he reattached his head or something, but mm. he does he does show up at the end before the movie ends, but I don't remember what the explanation was. Yeah. I'd have to go back it, and watch again. There, there is no explanation. Yeah, I'm just it's, alive. It's, Hello. It, hey, it's 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 the same thing as uh, you know, somehow Palpatine returned. Somehow David returned. <laughs> Oh, that that line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I kid that, you. That not. reminds me. That's that's been sitting around all the time, and I got things to tell you about afterwards. But okay, <laughs> I've been in discussions <laughs> with. Um, uh, that's going back to Elizabeth Shaw. That's my biggest gripe: the mm-hmm. fact that she gets shunned and pushed to the side in Covenant. It's like oh she God. survives Prometheus, and it's like it doesn't even matter once we get to Covenant. Yeah, because she's she she died. Like she's she yeah. died from the crash. Oh, of course, of course, she died from the crash. David survives, but she just dies from the crash, right? It, that's just convenient. Mysterious. I, w- I would say that David made sure that that was the case. Like, oh yeah, she would. She would have interrupted his work and everything, and said it wasn't humane and <sighs> blah blah blah. There's so much about these two movies that just screams like horrible. Like it's absolutely horrible. It's like they're sequels to each other, but yet they're not it's it's mm-hmm. it's almost they, they feel like it's like prometheus was trying to be a different kind of alien movie and because the fans didn't respond to it covenant went back to the some of the alien formula and added a little bits of the prometheus stuff in there to make sure it was kind of a sequel yeah I and mean, even added alien back into the title because they felt pressured honestly i would love an alien movie that doesn't connect to any single alien prometheus alien covenant avp anything you 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 make me a brand new movie with brand new Mm -hmm. stuff no cameos very little exposition in the way of background and i will i will eat that up well that might be what you're getting with that new one coming out i'm okay i'm okay with it yeah it might be i i literally am thinking that they basically are saying reboot that's what that's basically what they're saying here full-on reboot now watch all the aliens are going to be the uh, that uh, that weird alien uh, that we saw in uh, the the an alien resurrection at the end. The, oh, the that tree. really <laughs> fucked up looking one! Oh my god! Oh that's, man! They're all going to be. <laughs> oh, that's, bringing that's... up bad memories of resurrection. Yikes! Oh, no, oh, but uh, it, it's just uh, there's so much 
going on in these films, it's hard to keep up. Mm-hmm. Like I had to watch a summary and David and uh, Walter, I think his name is in the second film. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Walter. Mm-hmm. They're all they're They're so freaking shady <laughs> the entire time. And it's like, they're not even trying to hide the fact that they're being completely mm-hmm. shady. And that's what scares me about it is because you're not, you have no idea what they're capable of in the light. That's what I don't get. Like they're both being so genuinely creepy in every situation. They're talking with the crew, even mm. when they're together and the crew just like, they don't think anything of it. They're, they're just like, Oh yeah. You know, this seems normal. I'm going to go with it. I think th- because of the fact that most androids came as like a standard issue model that weren't as advanced as David. Mm-hmm. So they kind of treated him as subpar compared to what he actually is. That's a good point. And what bothered me is that, you know, Mr. Whalen showing up and trying to get the, you know, the key to him living forever from the engineers or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was in the very, uh, he was in, yeah, the end of Prometheus, and then he appeared mm-hmm. in the beginning of Covenant. And As that's a younger guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, was that way, that Wayland was not the Wayland from I don't the think other it was. movies. Mm, yeah, it I don't couldn't think have so. Been. Uh-uh. No, it wasn't. They, they, didn't, they didn't use the same guy. Mm-mm. No way. <laughs> yeah, and it I, just, I, I... <laughs> it bothered the hell out of me because there's, there's so much lacking here. I'm like, wait, why are you, why are you sending him now? What's what's the mission? What is the mission that you're trying to accomplish? I've mm-hmm. never understood it. And I think that's another thing. It's just we're not supposed to. Yeah, I think we're supposed to be left scratching our head like, okay, that's what you're there for. Okay, I'll go with it. Whatever. Make a sneaky, shady decision over and over and over again. <laughs> well, that that's exactly what it feels like. It's like everything in this movie is just like, roll with it. Don't question it. Roll with it. And... As, I, as I'm looking over here, I'm, I'm watching this part of Alien Covenant, and I'm thinking, I don't know why I didn't pick up on this before. Do you notice that Prometheus and Covenant do almost the exact same story mm-hmm. here? They both go to a planet. They both find something weird on a planet. They both get stranded yep. on a planet. It's kind of almost like, you know what? Prometheus didn't was okay. We're just going to redo the movie again We're gonna copy with more aliens. Yeah. Right, right. We're going to copy paste oh. it and make sure that the characters that, you know, they conveniently are not there or they are there. <laughs> yeah. We're we're just going to, you know, we're going to give the people what they want. It's fan service. That's what Covenant basically is. It's basically giving the fans everything. There's a checklist. Okay, we're going to see this. We're going to see that. Okay, we ran the checklist. Movie still didn't perform well. Now what do we no. do? They, they need to figure out a new playbook because the, the script isn't working anymore. No, no. And I think actually, I, I think Disney buying buying Fox in for this alone is mm-hmm. actually good because I think Fox would have bled this thing dry, you know, Oof. until it, it got utterly terrible. I think right. Disney coming in and actually saying, hey, we like the franchise, but we want to reboot it and do something different. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, some things Disney does, but this might be a blessing in this regard for this franchise. Well, we'll we'll see the uh, the birth of the uh, alien Disney princess. Oh God! <laughs> Don't give Disney any ideas. They're gonna hear that and they're gonna go, "Well, that might well. sell some toys." Hmm. <laughs> gee. Yeah. Let's add that in there. So technically, now that they own it, that makes an alien queen Disney royalty. Oh God! 
Oh God. You know, this they is why might you actually break. roll with that. They may actually roll with that. Wow. Get it in a pink dress and everything. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, a little princess is born. Now we have a princess alien. Oh no. Oh no. Oh God. Disney would being, let it go. Let it they go. Would. Oh, 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 yeah. Let's turn alien into a uh, a soft alien. musical. Oh. oh, and then they'll say, you know, let's bring Predator in while we're at it. We'll make it a full blown musical. Oh gosh, Jeez. Alien versus Predator, the musical presented to you by Disney. <laughs> you know, I wonder when they made Prey, and Prey only came out on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Was Prey in production before Disney bought them, or was that a Disney Disney 20th Century Studio production? I don't think it was Disney. Was it still was was that being made by Fox before the acquisition? Because I'm wondering if if Oh, if, I did not know that. What's that? I didn't know that it was owned by Disney. Oh, 20th Century Studios now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is new information to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they took over every Fox property, which was Predator, Alien, uh, Die Hard, any any Fox franchise. But um, yeah, and I, I don't know if if Prey was was still being made before the acquisition or not. Right. I'm kind of hoping it wasn't because it could be a good sign of things to come if it wasn't. If it mm-hmm. was before the acquisition, then we still don't know what Disney has in store for these. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, the Alien series is going on FX to the Disney Plus. Right. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't know if I <laughs> just watch Alien on Disney Plus. That just sounds like wrong. Sounds like it's not supposed to be there. No, it's like you're going to see that on your like, don't think that should be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think of the um, the cast of characters in both? Prometheus and Covenant, the crews. I liked the cast better in Alien Covenant because I felt like there were more. It was a more dynamic crew, and uh, oh shoot, what there was more diversity between the crew members. Yeah, mm-hmm. each had their different personalities. Where I felt like everybody in the first movie was the same company yeah. worker and it didn't they all died in stupid ways mm-hmm. <laughs> like even even Shaw w- seemed like the only one with a shred of common sense in the film the only one yeah right and, like this was like if Ripley was dealing with a bunch of diehard workers that were so intent on pleasing the company that they would have died so much faster and I don't think Ripley would have survived the first Alien movie with that kind of crew. No, oh no. She probably would have been one of the first ones to go. She would have been in, she would have been in cryosleep with an alien queen in her belly while, yeah. uh, while uh, Ash would have been looking over her just kind of going like that. <laughs> yeah, oh god. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that crew was so similar in so many ways. Like, I even look like at, at Charlie Theron's character playing the captain. First oh. of all, the role God. she's playing, I mean, it's like the same character I've seen in other movies here play. There's nothing special about her character. She's not playing it in any special kind of way. Mm-hmm. She's very ignorant. She makes stupid yeah. com- command decisions. Um, 
But because I, her dad is Mr. Wayland, that's that's going to be okay. Yeah, anything I do is gonna is gonna be okay. I, there's no consequences right. to my actions. Mm-hmm. She she dies way too late in the movie. She should have died sooner because she was just that stupid. And she dies by getting rolled over by a three quarters donut, like going down. Like she couldn't have run to the side, like everyone in that movie. Yeah. So on top of it, she gets kind of a shit death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No yeah, one nothing. in that movie really was likable. I can't really think other than other than maybe Shaw a little bit. She's obviously was the most mm-hmm. likable character. Right. Not that's saying much, but um you're right. The Covenant crew, um everybody had their own character traits. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say they were that they really were stupid. Some of them were a little stupid, but there was there were some smart qualities in all of them. Right. Danny McBride's captain. I still can't believe Danny McBride was in Alien Covenant. Still can't believe that. <laughs> um, but uh, he makes kind of a dumb decision landing the damn craft on the planet with the bad weather. Right. He gets blinded by the fact that his wife's down there. And mm-hmm. But uh, it's just a, there's there's so many bad. Uh, these movies are ripe with bad decision making. There's always the one character, the one character who makes the plan and everyone does not follow it to the T like they were supposed to. No, never. So that's it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't really know what else real much to say about these movies. We I think we've pretty much covered those two as about as much as we can. You, you can't dive into it without nitpicking at this point. No, there's nothing. There's nothing like I think if there's one good quality I could take away from Covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked where the film ended to set things up, mm-hmm. but the downside is we're never going to get the follow-up. Right. So the one great thing about it doesn't mean anything. I like, uh, I like having an ending to a story sometimes. And then to begin a movie, you can make up something that happened almost directly after those events, like mm-hmm. make it so that the, there's a finality in it, not, leave a cliffhanger off of every single movie. Right. I did like the visuals though. The visuals of those movies were pretty cool. Like I oh, thought yeah, everything that, looked great. Yeah, it looked great. It was the acting, the plot line, the okay, acting outside of uh David. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one the one standout amongst it all. But everything else like I I, I loved how it looked. Yeah, I, I liked the I liked the visuals. Um, it 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 looks like it fits in the Alien saga with the way it mm-hmm. looks. Yeah, um, I'll I'll give it credit for that. Um, it's just everything else. It's just there's it's just hard. so much wrong with it. It's hard to say any um, any other things that are good. <laughs> I can't pick out many, unfortunately. I can't even really think of that many right now. <laughs> I'd have to give them both full rewatches and just kind of make a little list of. All right, that was okay. Maybe I was harsh on this. Right. I definitely wasn't harsh enough on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you give them uh, grade-wise, even compared uh, to the other four? Out of what? What are we doing this grade scale again? Was oh, it out of 10 or was it out of 5? Um, I think it might have been out of 5. Let's go out of 5. Uh, at best, I can maybe give it a 3. I don't. I both of them at three. Maybe even Prometheus is just a two, because of the. It it just it doesn't. It's not anything that's memorable. No, I forgot even about I, it after I saw it. 
yeah even as we're talking about it it's like yeah i could have watched this movie a week ago and it's not memorable enough to hold my attention so much to go oh yeah that happened i can't really remember like a moment that like in that whole movie that really stands out as like yeah okay that's the that's the scene the movie will be remembered for Mm -hmm. the movie doesn't really have one of those no like at all. I mean, I can't think of a moment that I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a fantastic scene. No. No. Wow. <laughs> I'm really trying hard to think. I really am. And I'm watching Pop- you. I'm watching you. people who are listening on the podcast. You have no idea the turmoil that you can see on Mike's face right now. My head As hurts just thinking about it. something good to say about these movies. Okay, I'm going to try to say something good about Covenant. This will be a little bit easier. Um, I, th- I think anything revolving around what David does in Covenant is memorable. Mm-hmm. Any scene he's really in after he meets the crew, yeah. I could say, you know what? Those scenes that where he shows uh, the one crew member the eggs and he gets attacked for the first time. Mm-hmm. And e- even when he's playing the flute with... with, with, with uh, Walter. His, uh, he was with Walter. That's yeah. even memorable because the fact that he that Fassbender's playing off himself there, yeah. he just does it so masterfully. You want to watch how to be an actor, take a master class? That scene what? could be a master class scene. Right. Okay, so I don't my brain doesn't hurt so much now. <laughs> All right. Cleared that up. Fuck you, Prometheus. <laughs> if I ever want a headache, just think of that movie. Oh, um, I mean, we're, we're I mean, we're diving right into the next couple of headaches of alien movies. Well, at least AVP is at least somewhat salvageable. The first it, one, yeah, AVP had a lot of promise. It had potential. It, it had potential it, to bring in not just those two, but like a lot of other sci-fi, like mm-hmm. a lot of other aliens could come into that. It could have been a, the start of a, of a wider franchise. The first one could have set the table for something really good. And the fact that we get Requiem after that, right. I'm left, I'm scratching my head like, why? Oh my gosh. Re- if there was one alien movie that I wish was just not made, was would be Requiem. It's just so bad. Like, it's I so consider bad. that one worse than Resurrections. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely worse than that because Elise Sigourney Weaver was the saving grace in Resurrections, right? Where this movie has nobody. There, nobody. I I couldn't tell you who who played the main characters or even no. the main group of characters. I think there was a older female, and I think it followed a couple teenagers, if I remember correctly. Mm, yeah, the the teenagers that were just so in love. Oh god, the teen angst, a teen angst in an alien movie. I'm sorry, no, no. No, that 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 right there. I'm in the writers' room. Who said, "Oh, let's add teen angst into an alien predator film"? Yeah, that's a great idea. Well, and the thing well, is, that 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 relationship is the one of the only things you're really like half rooting for. Mm-hmm. And then they get they get killed too. Yeah, and in the worst ways possible. Well, what you can see that is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Alien Requiem, if you watch the movie, make sure to turn the brightness up further the than way. your TV will go. Yeah. Otherwise, you won't be able to watch the movie. That I, I'd like to know how they're in an editor's room and they're saying, yeah, you know what? That's good enough. We can see a little bit of it. You know what, Mike? I'm, I'm, I'm over here. I'm going to be the, the main you know, guy, guy in charge. 
you know, Mike, this is a dark film. So yeah. we need it to be actually dark. So, <laughs> so, you, want, so you want me to go darker with this? Go darker. We need to go darker. darker. But what oh, if we can't make see it? it? Don't make it so that they can almost see what's going on. <laughs> so you just want to see the outlines to save money on the special effects. Got pretty, it. Pretty much. Which is exactly what they did. Yes. But I mean, going back to the to the first AVP, I thought it was a really well thought out uh, crossover between the two franchises, yeah. especially for its time in the middle of the two thousands. Like you're you're looking at this and going, okay, this is this is legitimate. This could actually be legitimate. Mm-hmm. They're up in Alaska, or or was it Antarctica? One of the one of the, some uh, pole. They were they were at some sort of ice pole, and they were just going. All right, An- we found Antarctica. this really big heat signature, mm-hmm. really far down. And then suddenly the next day, oh my gosh, there's a hole open for it. Like it, <laughs> there's a hole there. Yeah. What could have made this? Uh, nothing I can do. But and they don't question that either. No. They don't. They they're just like, oh, you know what? This was meant to be. Let's go down there and check. Yeah, it. that's what gets me. It's like what? <laughs> what? If you think if you can look at this, no human device could make this thing. Yeah. Don't you think that's just a little strange? Like right. I'm gonna go in the hole anyway. I'm gonna go down that hole. Yeah. Oh <laughs> there, there, there's the first part. See, up up to that point, up to that point, the movie actually makes some pretty smart decisions. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to that point, and it's like, okay, well, this, 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 oh this is the route God. we're headed. Well, the, the I thought, okay, um, the the lead of that film, mm-hmm. I can't remember her name, and I'm. I, I do apologize to our listeners for doing this. This has been a while. Oh yeah, uh, I, I, Alexa I know the name. Woods. Yeah, she. Mm-hmm. The, I thought that she had a really stellar performance through the whole thing. She actually did for a movie of this caliber. She actually did really well. Right, really well. And the fact that they brought back Lance Henriksen to play Mister Wayland, genius, phenomenal. And I thought that was a really good. That was all of the like. Wayland insert that I needed. Like that's all I needed. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was a nice touch. He to me, to me, he is Wayland. He's just the embodiment of Wayland. When I think of right. Wayland, I immediately think of Lance Henderson. Immediately. Mm-hmm. That he he he's it. Anybody else playing him like in these other offbeat, off color alien wannabe films? Yeah. Oh, let's 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 put somebody else in that role. And, and Lance was still alive. Why wouldn't you just reuse him? Right. Why? I mean, you have a perfectly good actor. No, we got to go cast some other guy. Mm-hmm. Naturally, <laughs> whatever. But <laughs> I thought the the, the sequence of the um, the temples always shifting nature was really cool. Mm-hmm. The fact that every um, every expert that they brought in was like dying off in different ways, like. Uh, mm-hmm whether it was to the actual aliens or the entirety of the group that was stuck in the, the sacrificial chamber with all the eggs just suddenly popping up. And I'm like, wait a second, where'd they get that? Oh, they must have a queen down there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked the way, like you said, this movie has so many good, good ideas and a lot Mm -hmm. of it is well executed. Yeah, it is. And I think it's just that, like you said, so much more. There could have been something that could have been, they could have played up these ideas. They could have done much more with the 
um, with the depth. I mean, I like the background with with the pyramids and, and the explanation. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Th- that could have been maybe expanded upon a little bit more. Yeah. Like, like, why did the predators come to Earth of all places? Like, what what made Earth the the, the target, the place to do this? Right. Um, and like the aliens, were they always here, or did they bring them here? They didn't really expand on that enough. Yeah. And that's the thing is that to figure out a lot of the alien and predator lore, Mm -hmm. you not only have to watch the movies, but you have to read the books and you have to play the video games to kind of start piecing a lot of it together. And that's a lot of work for someone to do who's into that franchise. I was only lucky because of some of the games that I played. One of the games I I actually can't find anywhere because it is so old and it's not available on any like recent console. I can't play it on my PC if I wanted to. Mm. And it actually includes the, um, the predator alien hybrid in in that game. And I'm going, man, that is a cool idea way back when, when I played it and then they came out with Requiem and I'm going, okay, to see a pred alien, (laughs) Literally. Yeah, to to see that combination of what that would look like, which I will give it its props. I think the the Predator-Alien mashup looks fucking terrifying. It does. When you can actually see it in the frame. (laughs) Exactly. But it came with such a lacking storyline, and it almost, it kind of gave me a Resident Evil feeling of a movie in, in Requiem. Um, and what's kind of funny about that too is that the first one was directed by the guy that did the Resident Evil movies, <laughs> and the sequel Requiem was not. So it's kind of funny that they like embodied like what he did before, and they yeah. just tried to. Wow, wow, yeah. <laughs> no, I could I could kind of see that they were trying to kind of go for that wild. We can go crazy with with this idea like Resident mm-hmm. Evils did, but. And that's the shame because there are so many shots of that of that alien pred combo that mm-hmm. you just can't see because it's so it's so damn dark. Right. I think that's pro- like that could have been saving cost on CGI because they didn't they wanted to make it sort of a mystery when it came to that. Yeah. Um. I will say though, they did take it too far with that movie. I, oh, yeah. I was not not a fan of the the direction they took with the predator alien to where it was, you know, shoving eggs down pregnant ladies' throats, and then it was it Overboard. was it was overkill. Like yeah. I get the horror aspect, but this is just downright cruel. It's cruel. It's a it's it's a it's a little gross. I mean, I'm it, not one to yeah. say gross for alien films, but that was like. Okay, you took the whole concept of of the alien eggs or the face hugging thing, and you mm. magnified it times ten. It's like that's yeah. just way overboard. Right. It was too much. It was too much. No. How did that film end? What was the setup? The the setup was actually at the end of the first Alien versus Predator when they took that dead Predator up into right. the spaceship, and mm-hmm. then the Predator break or the Pred alien breaks out of the. Uh, the chest and then like it grew at a crazy rate ridiculous ridiculous rate to where it Mm -hmm. was able to crash the ship with two other predators on it yeah yeah i how did the how did requiem end 
Did there, was there another setup at the end of that one that was setting up a third one? I don't really remember if there was a setup. I, I don't think there was, but it was, hmm. it wasn't memorable. <laughs> no, uh, I think the best part of Requiem, I could pick one, one good part was the beginning was when the, yeah. when, when, it, when it comes out, attacks the ship and it crashes. That was a cool scene. That was, when the, that, good, yeah. that was the good part. Yeah. When, when, when I saw that part and I'm watching the movie, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm down for this. this. is a good start. And then mm-hmm. everything just goes gradually downhill, like really, really quick. Really quick. Really like quick. The, Like they took small town uh, USA and then they infested it with aliens. And then suddenly they're giving these kids and, uh, you know, ex-military people a bunch mm-hmm. of guns and trying to get them out of there. Like, where are you going to go? This is Earth. They're going to get to you wherever. Yeah. Like, take as many of those guys out as you can. And the thing of it is, like, they could have at least added in characters that were at least memorable or intelligent, smart, brought mm-hmm. something to the table. No, every character in Requiem is either dumb, stupid, mm-hmm. brings nothing to the table, or you're asking yourself, why are they here? Why? This this Alien versus Predator Requiem, it not in plot-wise, but in like cast compensation reminds me a lot of um predator 2018 i think it is it's a lot of oh yeah it's a lot of alien on alien stuff with humans just getting in the way right and that that's most of the movie of requiem it's the pre-alien fighting this predator who has no regard for anyone that's trying to help take this thing down right and like takes out a good portion of people in the process. You kind of like right. what's what's causing more damage. It's just the two of them. That's it. That I mean, Requiem really is what the Predator was. You're, you're you got mm-hmm. it pretty much nailed down because the Predator also took place in a smaller town, mm-hmm. much like Requiem. Um, uh, the Predator involved a kid. Requiem involved. Teenagers, it's it's you know it's all kind of the same formula, and I think this is because I hate to say it this this was a problem with Fox for me down around the early to mid two thousands. Yeah, is that if you look at a lot of their movies, they were pumping out especially action movies, or mm-hmm. you know everything kind of had a similar feel to them. They were yeah. kind of copying pasting a lot of elements, and I hate to say that that they even did it with their iconic franchises, and that's the sad right. part of it all. You don't do right. that with your iconic franchises. Mm-hmm. No, so I totally get that. Mm-hmm. That's why I think Fox being no more, it may actually be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Could be. Um, but yeah, I mean, shit, I don't even really even know what to say even about AVP other than what we just said. I'm trying to really. Well, to, to, to I don't know. To... Like, we're in the same stuck point as we were with Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Yeah. We've ripped them to shreds, and to find anything good about these both of these films is tough because we can't see past what we had good for it. No, no. So I think and going the- forward, we should mention the good things about the film before we start tearing it a new one. <laughs> yeah. You know, I honestly think out of every film that we have covered on the podcast, this might be one of the ones we've really torn to shreds the most. Right. This might be wow. This yeah. is the lowest. This is the lowest of the low when it comes to science fiction, even science fiction horror. Well, we could review Battlefield Earth. That we really could hit a big, big low if you want to hit. I actually, low. I think I have that one on DVD in my. Oh uh, my god! 
I, I don't even want to rewatch that. I don't even want to relive that. All right. Uh, everyone put it in the uh, in the comments. We'll create a poll. Uh, should we review Battlefield Earth, one of the worst science fiction films ever, just to make Mike watch it again? That would require me to actually have to pay money to rent it just to watch it. Oh, my God. Please I can God, send no. you my other copy. Well, that would be better than me having to rent it. I love how you didn't question the fact that I had two copies of the movie. (laughs) The sad thing is you have to pay to ship that piece of shit. That's you're better off taking a shit and shipping it than shipping that. Damn. We'll have a watch party. Ooh, you know what? It would be really fun to do a live stream of where we watch the entirety of Battlefield Earth and we can rip it to shreds on live. Well, we would rip it to shreds. That would be pretty great. I just feel like we would probably get caught in a copyright because we can't, we probably can't, uh, Show it on the screen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Although I don't know why that movie would. Not that like <laughs> watching it anyway. Well, they're going to gain, you know, their 0.2 cents off of their revenue, you know, for that. Yeah. <laughs> we might actually give them some revenue at that rate. Yeah. I, that's the only revenue they've seen in years. Right. <laughs> John Travolta at his ultimate low point of his career. <laughs> but oh, no, uh, AVP, I'm going to have to at least put at a four because it's, it's better than the other ones. Yeah. Um, with Requiem being at a two, I compare that. I, it's, Even that's it's, being generous. That that is. No, you changed my mind. I put it to a one. It's a it's a one. That's where I'm at with it too, because that movie yeah. is just so bad. And, the, and you know what really knocks it down to, to the one is the fact that you can't see half the shit. That's what really knocks yes, it off. It, it's so dark. Like I know that uh, who was it that someone was complaining like a a scene of um the house of dragon that new game of thrones uh mm-hmm. show like there is a scene where you just can't really see anything or something yeah uh, and it's just like yeah that's how i felt watching the entirety of uh requiem that's the entirety of the movie the action could have been the saving grace and they couldn't even get that right no it it felt reckless mm-hmm. the action felt reckless a, a predator is supposed to be like tactical right and like thinks things through before jumping into the fray but no it's just like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna go for it (laughs) yeah there's like no thought to it every kill in that movie is just thoughtless generic plain i mean it's almost like the film turned into a slasher film there's just no imagination to it well it turned into a slasher film without the uh the tension building of it exactly like it's no tension it, it 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 turned into a slasher movie that was way too fast paced. You can't have a fast paced slasher. That's not how it no. works. Fast paced. Can't see what's going on and no, no connection to any of the characters that are getting killed off. Oh, yep. I think that guy died. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing too, is like, you couldn't even see like sometimes who even got killed. Mm-hmm. It'd be like a scene later. It's like, Oh, that guy's not in the group now. Oh, he must've been the one that got killed. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that movie might actually go down as one of the big bottom feeders of science fiction. It it's not that far away from Battlefield Earth. It's it. I mean, it's 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 still it's, pretty it's, above it, but but it's still it's, pretty bad. It's still pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say a one for me on that one, and then AVP. Yeah, I go with a three and a half or a four because there is a lot of redeeming qualities. And actually, when that movie's even on TV, still, I'll watch it. I I'll it's still a good it. watch. Yeah. It is a good mm-hmm. movie. It's a mm-hmm. good watch. There is a fantastic cast of characters, mm-hmm. all with very, like, they're very, there's a lot of depth. Yeah. 
yeah, I, th- I thought it was actually pretty well done. And it's actually a shame that the same people that did that one didn't do the sequel because they probably could have made it 10 times better than what we got. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the Alien franchise as a whole, it's literally a sinking ship. I mean, it's yeah. it's yeah. like, yeah, I don't know what you want to say. Well, it's 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 hard because when you peek at your first and second film, yeah. You just want to do everything you can with it to reach that peak again. And they mm-hmm. went they went out of their way to to bring in new ideas, but a lot of them were not well received Mm-mm. because I mean, three, eight, they didn't make sense. <laughs> no, three had its redeeming qualities. I mean, three was still a good watch. It still had did a lot of things right. Mm-hmm. Um, but three it's like was, after three, three was uh, so interesting. I, I can't yeah. get over three. Three, three actually would have been okay to finish the franchise on. You yeah. know, Ripley dies at the end. It it, it felt mm-hmm. like the end. Right. Um, Resurrection. When you, when you watch it now, it just feels like it was a cash grab. Right. Oh, re. Uh, Resurrections felt like a reboot before reboots were a thing. Yeah, yeah. Because they but, wanted to bring Ripley back. They want, but it almost the the way that that movie plays out, it almost acts like a comedy. With the the, the very pacing and the timing. Yeah. But like the entire sequence of the the troops trying to use escape pods to get out of the thing, it, like it almost feels like space ballsy, like that. That's that's how it feels. Yeah, because if if you compare that to sequences from Aliens, it doesn't even compare. There's no raw tension. There's no like, oh my god, where is it? Where is it? Is There's it behind too much him? urgency. Yeah, right, right. And the way it's shot, edited, that movie just as a whole, how everything is done, it doesn't feel like it's a piece of the first three. Yeah, it just it just doesn't. It feels like the ugly duckling. After three, it completely falls off the wagon, and then they're just like, "We got to think of something." So let's take a bunch of ideas, throw it at a board, and see what we can figure yeah. out. It's like AVP was trending it up towards the right direction just to bottom it out again. Yeah, but that's mm. it's too bad. It's too bad. But that's the Alien franchise on the whole. That's the Alien franchise. So we're reaching the end of 2022. There's only a couple. I think there's only one big movie that's left this year, mm-hmm. and that's Avatar. I really wanted to do do a podcast on the best and worst of 2022. Yeah, now that we're coming to the end, um, where Avatar is going to fall in that, I highly doubt it's going to fall in the worst category. It's either going to be really good, or it's going to be the long wait didn't pay off. That's what scares me. It's like I. This scares a lot of people. I'm I've been talking about for months how I was not really had no sort of excitement to see it. Right. And I've been watching more trailers and TV spots and I'm like, okay, it's piquing my interest a little bit more than what it was a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. I'm just not looking forward to seeing through a three hour and 20 minute Avatar movie. Right. Yeah. That's my biggest gripe. I wish it was a little bit shorter. Um, But we'll see. Uh, I just I, I have a feeling that. Like you said, I have a feeling it's going to reach the moment where it's still going to feel like too little, too late. I can't imagine it's going to make it. I can't. Believe it's, I can't believe it's going to be so good to the point where we're going to feel like, oh, this was worth the wait. I want to see more. I. I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be one of those films where it's going to be okay. It's going to be good, but it's going to feel like the ship has sailed. Right. It's it's weird that you mention like the best of 
this year mm-hmm. because I don't see much when it comes to the popularity of everything. No, there really was not too many like big summer blockbusters that we're accustomed to yeah. this year. Um, and I think a lot of it had to do with because we're still kind of in that phase where the pandemic's still kind of affecting the release schedules. Right. Um, like, it's not like... It, I, I will say this, is that uh, Multiverse of Madness is definitely not on the upper for me. Because like, um, there are a lot memorable more for me. better... Yeah, it's not memorable. Mm-hmm. Sure, it made a lot of creative, like, awesome creative decisions, but it's just like, we've seen so many Marvel movies now, it's almost like we're desensitized by it. Yeah, that's something I want to talk about, too, on that podcast, because the Marvel movies have become kind of the story of this year, and kind mm. of the the downward slope that they seem to be going down, and it's kind of scares me about what next year is going to bring, because they've kind of gotten to the point now where any excitement I've had for a Marvel movie and the continuation of a story has almost completely disappeared with these last phase of movies. Right. So I think, I think that there, that we could be looking at some animated films, taking a cake on these. Cause I really enjoyed Lightyear. Lightyear was a fantastic animated dark film. horse. Yep. Um, and then we're looking at the, like the biopics that have come up this year. There's uh, a lot I of have, biopics this year. I have to see weird. I still have to see that because I, I want either. I want to, and I also need to see uh, the unbearable weight of massive, t- massive talent with Nick- Nicolas Cage. I did I see want- that. That movie's interesting. I, I don't even know. know what to say. I know it mm. is, and I'm still wanting to see it because I still see it. Yeah, I, I like. I'm a good. I'm a Nicolas Cage fan. <laughs> I I'm I'm glad that Nicolas Cage made it because I feel like his his career is kind of on the upswing now. I really yeah. do. I feel like he's going to make a comeback because they even greenlit. Um, National Treasure Three finally after all this time. Well, is it National Treasure Three or do they are they doing that series on the Disney series Plus? and then the movie? Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, all right. I think Nick Cage is, is even going to cameo. I think I heard in the series too. It's going to kind of tie it into the third movie. Fingers somehow. crossed. Fingers crossed. I hope so because that 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 franchise was on a pretty good roll with those two movies. Both movies were really mm-hmm. strong and really good, and, and I was kind of disappointed that it's taken so long. But it seems like that is getting back on the right track. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, if anyone has any uh, movies from this year that they'd like to recommend to us, uh, please let us know so that we can take a look. Yeah. Uh, I know definitely the one that I want to see, and I don't even know if it's coming out before year's end is, is the whale. Um, I'm Oh, mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted to see that. That is, that is on my, my watch list. I want to see when that's supposed to come out. I want to see because that might qualify as a year's end thing if it comes out before the end of the year. It is a 2022 film. Is it? Yep. It is coming out December 9th. Okay, so that will qualify. Oh, no, no. I, need to, All right. I need to see that one. Oh, Brendan yeah. Most Fraser definitely. deserves his comeback. I cannot wait for his comeback. He is somebody that. I thought in the 2000s that was a hell of an actor. And I think he was just starting to find his own. Mm-hmm. And then he's disappeared. And then he uh, had all those, that drama and internal Hollywood and everything. Yeah. He already said he's not going to go to the Golden Globes this year, even if he gets nominated. Oh, 100%. I totally agree with that decision. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't give in to that. He had the principle. No. He had the right idea. Don't give in. He, no. he deserves so much better than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I think he's going to, I think he might take home the Oscar for that role based on everything I've heard anyway. Right. I, I really hope so. Like that man deserves the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my favorite movies of his is still the mummy. The first mummy. I think that's one of his best movies. He's just, he's, he's fantastic in the mummy. The chef's kiss movie. Yeah. I mean, when you compare it to the Tom Cruise one we got a few years ago, oh my God, it doesn't even, it doesn't even compare. That I mean, should never have happened. Should never no. have happened. And Brendan Fraser nailed it on the head. When he was asked about why that wasn't successful, he said because the new one didn't have the fun that ours had. Mm-hmm. And he nailed it. Because it was the, it was the mummy impossible. That's what it was. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're really not wrong. It was a supernatural Mission Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But the whale, um, yeah, I'd say definitely try and see that before the best of show because I think that's going to be one that's going to be at the top. I have a, I have a feeling that's going to be something that's going to be worth talking about. Right. Um, but yeah, so, okay, so Aliens done. Best and worst is to come. Uh, we still have the Predator movies to cycle we on through. We do. We do have the Predator movies. We have to pick out, um, I might have to consult with the other guys on what other series we could dig into we did oh we did talk about smallville how are you coming along on that i'm at a standstill right now i apologize for that <laughs> Where, where'd you stop uh, i i still haven't gotten past where i was last time because the, the holidays have made things extremely fair. busy fair hey you know what though martin can't give you no shit on that because look how long it took him to watch supernatural oh my gosh so it took him that's like an fair. entire year yeah it felt, <laughs> it felt like ages I, I literally went back and looked at when we sh- when we did the 11 through or the what was it the 6 through 10 yeah and it was uh march like, yeah i was like are you serious it was like really that freaking long that's it. Well, I mean, it, it only makes sense that we waited eight months to get it done because Supernatural waited eight months to finish off their it, last. It's fitting. It seemed fitting. Yeah. I gave the show our proper farewell. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'll have to discuss a, another retrospective uh, following Predator. Um, I guess just the question of do we want to go to a beloved franchise or do we want to go to a franchise that literally we could rip to shreds and have a lot of jokes and fun with that's that's the question it's a flip of the coin there mike we could do either one and i would be okay with it <laughs> it, it will require a, a a lengthy discussion yes it would cool all right well good retrospective unfortunately it's like kabasa did not join us tonight um he's having some family issues so uh, i completely okay. understand wish him uh, the best we'll get him in on the predator ones i think he has seen the predator films, so he'll definitely be back mm. in those i believe right so all right, everybody. Thanks for joining us tonight, and we will see you on the Predator fran- franchise retrospective and the best and worst of 2022. That is a wrap. Cut and print. Thank you for listening and watching this episode of our podcast. This has been a presentation of LCA Entertainment. <laughs>